Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a proud production of ITM Media. It is finally here, ladies and gentlemen, season five of Rambling About Race, and I'm so happy that everybody is here joining us, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter Live, or on your regular podcast platform. Really do appreciate you showing up here for what it is now, the fifth season, whether this is your first time listening to Rambling About Racing, or if you've been with us since season one, episode one, with me and Preston when we were in the Marvel's Weekly Racing Podcast. As always, Matt Beamer here, joined by the crew of Rambling About Racing, Charlie Herkes, who's in Atlanta right now at Twin Peaks. Not a sponsor yet, but he's there, he's live, and there he is doing some training for his automotive dealership and whatever it is he's doing. Austin Reeve joining us here, and he's back. For the first time, me at least seeing him on the screen for a while, Preston Lou, the F1 guy here at the show. Gentlemen, how's it going? Thanks for showing up. Cheers to everyone. And I, I know I, I don't want to get this started off on the wrong foot, but in this one guy said it was kind of boring. These guys were kind of boring here, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, how's everybody's Christmas? We're going to start off with Preston. How's every, how was everything going with your Christmas offseason and everything like that, Preston? Uh, everything went well. Uh, Christmas was busy as usual. Other than that, I can't really complain. You know, just living life, doing the best I can, making it day by day. I hear you, buddy. We hope to have you back at the firehouse here soon. I can't wait to see you again. Austin, how are the kids doing? How's everything going there in Alabama for you? Uh, the kids are doing good, and they got a couple more appointments. Everything's going good down here. Had a good Christmas, good New Year. Ready to get this season kicked off. I hear you, buddy. And last but not least, again, from Twin Peaks era at Atlanta, Georgia, Charlie Herkus, excuse the music in the background. He is there live at the bar. How's it going, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, it's going good. Uh, just <laughs> hanging out, trying to get some schooling done, you know. Uh, you know Christmas went well. Uh, as long as Emma's happy, I'm happy, like I've told y'all before. So, just hanging out with the crowd, jamming out. You know, uh, <laughs> the worst calm by going into relaxing. a bar. <laughs> oh, no. 
And this is going to be how the episode goes all episode, I have a feeling. But I'm glad everybody's doing well. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Everything's fine from my end. Our daughter, Maury's about to turn one years old. And I, I don't, I'm just going to say it right now, Austin and, and Preston, I know you and, and Charlie, everybody here has girls that are, has little girls here. I, I made a video for her one-year-old birthday and I saw my daughter, daughter go from birth to one-year-old in five minutes, which needless to say, time flies by fast here, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully we can slow it down a little but hopefully it goes on fine. A little bit of housekeeping things here, right here. Join our Discord. Links for that can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com. And if you want to try to be a part of the show, instead of just chatting, we're going to try to have fan interaction here on Discord here. And if it's if it's not working, it's not working right now. We are in the growing pains of that thing. Two, I made videos for ad reads. So if the audio's a little bad, Rest assured, just tell us here at the show, and we will fix that later on here. But glad everybody's here. I, I'm who who here? I mean, I'm just ready for ball and stick sports to be over with, especially football and basketball. Who cares about those sports? Well, I guess football a little. I'm just ready to get racing back on the track. I don't know about you guys, but I am. And we got a lot to cover here, so we're gonna go ahead and hit into Hayman. Folks, before we continue on with the start of Season 5 of Ramblin' About Racing, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and greatest Ramblin' About Racing gear, such as t-shirts like the one I have on, hoodies, hats, or anyone but lineup exclusively at Bonfire, and so much more. Pint glasses for your beers and everything like that. Just head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. And there you can find the links to both Teespring and Bonfire. All Every purchase will help out Ramblin' About Racing bring you better content and hopefully more content at, at tracks around the country later on as we get there. So head on over to ramblingaboutracing.com. Links can also be found be found in the youtube video below or on your podcast description on your regular podcast platform below again all proceeds help out rambling about race and bring you better content in the future hey man hey man and hey, man, here at Ramblin' About Racing, presented by Devos Outdoor Lighting. Head over to ramblinaboutracing.com under the Sponsors tab. There's the link for Devos Outdoor Lighting, devosoutdoorlighting.com. Type in code RAMBLIN for 10% off of your order, and that's Devos Outdoor Lighting. The banner, I could already tell, is covering Austin and Preston down there. We'll fix that later on. But, gentlemen, not we must look at it anyway. No, it's not here. But, gentlemen. Is that better? It is actually. It is actually a lot better. But here we go here. We're going to go ahead and kick things off, and I'm curious to hear what everybody's talk about this is. We're going to get to the clash later on in the episode, but right now we're going to talk about these news items that came up right before recording of Season one, season 5, Episode 1, I should say. I'm. It's funny how a few months can just throw you off of not doing the show here, but we'll get back into the groove, rest assured here. First item I want to talk about here, and I'm curious to get everybody's opinion on it. Toyota looking to expand its NASCAR Cup Series lineup by 2024. Thoughts on that, gentlemen? 
as far as like expanding teams and drivers? That's what I get from it. And to be honest with you, it is long overdue because right now they only have six cars in the field, four from Joe Gibbs Racing and two from 2311, whereas Ford, let's see here, bring up my notes here. Ford has 12 cars and Chevy leading the pack right there with 12 or 17 cars in the field. Kind of long overdue, if you ask me. I think they do just fine with six. I mean, Joe Gibbs is the main powerhouse. Are they really a powerhouse anymore? I don't know. Not last year. Preston, what do you think? You're the one who brought it up here. What do you think? Uh, What do I think about Toyota? Yeah, Toyota trying to expand here. I, 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 I mean, good on them. I just, I'm still kind of looking around trying to figure out where they would expand. I mean, it'd have to be a team that's not really well involved with um, any other brand. So, like, I know that they said, there was an article that said that, you know, the powerhouse seems like it wouldn't be like a Hendrick or, you know, um, probably Roush or anybody like that. It has to be one of those uh, lower-level teams, like a front-row motorsports probably. That's what I'm thinking, too. Um, but I'm just, I don't know who who maybe they would be targeting quite yet, you know? Yeah, and I think... Like you said, the lower-level teams are going to be the ones that are the low-hanging fruit, to say the least. The guys who want a little more factory backing, the guys who want to maybe run instead of mid-pack. Upper mid-pack, I should say, for lack of better words here, like a front-row motorsports who are turning around their program. But I'm thinking maybe like a B.J. McLeod racing to take those guys from a D team to maybe a C plus B minus team. That would be huge for that organization, but I mean, I think this is long overdue. Toyota came into the sport a number of years ago with Michael Walter racing, and it's only really stuck with Joe Gibbs racing and the Joe Gibbs affiliate teams. It used to be Levine Family Racing, now it's 2311 racing. There's a lot of moving parts here to come up, but I'm with Preston. A lower level team like a front row motorsports, maybe BJ McLeod racing. What if maybe like Colleg or something, or maybe Aspire? I don't think Colleg's going to re- leave Chevy. Spire might. No, I, I think Colleg's got too many ties with RCR and Hendrick and all yeah. that to be leaving uh, to be leaving that brand and going to Toyota. Uh, my, my input on the Toyota thing is, and I'll, I'll go back to last year with all the controversy with Joe Gibbs racing and Kyle Busch and all that, I think Toyota's wanting to expand just because they may be like the rest of us. They they see the downward spiral of Joe Gibbs right now, and they need it out to, to a couple of other teams. I mean, Toyota's got the funding. They'll push the money out there to back him as far as brand and equipment and all that for whatever team they back. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of my side. That's where I see it. Yeah, I think it is going to be the low-hanging fruit here when it comes to signing another team. Or be, I don't think they're going to start another charter. It's going to be tough to buy a charter. And I don't think any of the teams like of Roush Racing or Hendrick Motorsports is going to jump ship to Toyota. Although, I will say Brian Stone did say Hendrick Motorsports to Toyota. You heard it here first. And I, who knows? Who, I, I, don't, I don't think so. The odd, I don't. I'm going to bet the farm on that one, to say the least. But you'd lose that farm. You, I think you would. I think you would lose the farm here if you went with that bet. But you never know. You never ever know here in, the, in today's world, with especially with the money situation still pet plague, and I'm sure a lot of teams looking forward to the 2023 into the 2024 season. 
Speaking of the 2024 season, Fox and NBC Sports want to extend their contract with the new TV deal coming up, and Amazon has thrown their hat into the ring to pursue a package that will bring NASCAR into the streaming world. Thoughts on that, gentlemen? Not necessarily for the Fox and NBC Sports, which we figured they'd be players in this new TV deal coming up here, but Amazon and streaming. How do you guys think that will work out? Honestly, it's probably not a bad idea nowadays. Most people, that's all they do is stream. And let's face it, if you have just cable or just your basic dish package or whatever, you're going to have one of the other as far as these other TV companies that carry NASCAR. It's hard to get both. Most of your sports packages don't carry all the channels needed to really get what you need. So the streaming idea is probably not a not a bad idea because most everybody has an Amazon Prime account, and your your Prime your, your Amazon Prime account comes with those you know Prime Video and all that kind of stuff. So. I don't have it. No, oh, Preston doesn't have it. What's he going to do? <laughs> now, now, I wonder. Waste my money on that. Now, I wonder if the Amazon Prime will bring extended coverage to the races, not necessarily the flag to flag race like we see on NBC or Fox, but will it bring extended like in car cameras? I remember back in the day when DirecTV had the Hot Pass package. I believe that was where it was an in car camera of the whole race with in car audio. Maybe that, maybe a few other additional things like the F1 TV Preston was watching a few years ago where they would watch the car. Maybe an additional package like that since all the cars have in-car cameras now. Maybe where you can select your driver kind of like a NASCAR app but only for Amazon Prime. I, what, do you, what do you think, Preston, about that whole thing? I, I wish that in a perfect world, uh, in my perfect world, NASCAR would have enough money to have their own app like Formula One does. Where you pay, I pay ten dollars a month for it, and I can watch every single race. I can watch replays of races, and I can watch F two and F three races as well on the weekends. In a perfect world, if NASCAR had the money for it, they could shell out their own streaming service and have all three series every single weekend. Along with, they could probably do a ton of other things with it as well. Probably put all kinds of shows on it as well. well. But I mean, as far as maybe Amazon picking up in a streaming service, that's just going to make it even more difficult for the average fan considering the fact that we have to deal with NBC and Fox and then you're going to have Amazon fighting. So it's almost like having, you know, with like TNT in it, um, <clears throat> you know, when TNT used to be in it, you'd, you'd have like three different, three different um, TV channels throughout the year. I mean, yeah, sure. Fox would carry you so far and then you would have TNT and NBC, you know, carry you so other you know so much further after that but if you throw amazon into the fold as well if it's a streaming service that some people don't even have they can't even to begin with can't get it to begin with then they're gonna be missing out on some of the season anyways right and what about you austin what do you think about the new package coming up here the tv deal that is i'm kind of with charlie most everybody's streaming nowadays so it wouldn't be a bad idea um but i like your idea on the better or not better cameras but more camera angles and in-car videos, if, if they could throw something like that, it, it'd be worth buying and subscribing to. Absolutely. Not only that, the other perks that comes with Amazon Prime membership here. Third thing we have to talk about here, 
NASCAR has taken away stage racing for road courses and road courses only for the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series season. Thoughts on that, gentlemen, because I'm, I'm going to start off with Preston here. He, he hasn't been on the show in a while, and I'm curious to hear what he has to say about this thing. I think it would be a great idea if they went a, bit, a little bit further and just eliminated stage break in general. If they just eliminated <laughs> I don't, stage... I don't, I don't understand... What's what's the big idea? Oh, look at hey NASCAR's like oh look we're gonna uh, appease to some fans and we're gonna get rid of uh, stage breaks and road right. courses. Okay, cool. So why don't you just get rid of stage breaks overall? Yeah, why not? What's just, the point in them? Yeah, why not? Just it eliminates. Get yep. It eliminates strategies. It's eliminating the, ever since they brought it into the sport. It has eliminated the strategies. Why do we need to have stage breaks at every single end of the stage that also cuts into the laps? Because when we're under caution, we're running laps straight into the next segment, so we're wasting laps right there too. But it's not only that; they, NASCAR is trying. To, NASCAR is becoming. I, I've seen these articles. I talk about it. it it's like NASCAR is trying to become stick and ball sports. They want to make it exciting for the fans. Well, you know what? There are some people out there that just maybe they just don't like to watch racing, and you're still trying to get them to come watch racing. It, this it takes away from where NASCAR has come from be, to begin with. We got all these stages where people can't run f- uh, fuel mileage races anymore, and then when you throw the caution flag out, people that are two laps down, up. Oh, I guess what? They're not going to be two laps down anymore. Everybody's catching back up again. Give them like a free pass half the time. Give me a break. I'm tired of stage racing. Stage racing needs to be out the window already. All right. What about you, Austin? You think this is a good step in the right direction for NASCAR, or is it just this one done I, I gotta agree with Preston. I, th- I think it'd bring excitement back in the race. And uh, Carl Edwards said it best. I, I can't remember word for word what he said, but basically, he said it's like taking a basketball or football game in a halftime, and whatever the points lead is, scratching it and going zero zero. That's what stage racing is revolved around. So, I think the road course racing canceling out of the road course racing is a step. But I'm kind of like Preston. I want to see it get out of here. I want a, I want I mean, a green can, flag, a caution flag, and a checkered flag. Yeah. That's it. We can keep the stage racing, but let's just – we don't need the brakes in there. I mean, I, I would like to eliminate stage racing overall, but if I, I can't have a perfect world. If I would had it my way, if I could have one or the other, I'd rather just keep the stage racing, but we don't need the brakes. Whoever's leading at that stage, cool, you get the points, but we're still going to keep going. There needs to be no caution flag whatsoever. I agree with you both here. I think stage racing is, has taken away a lot from – Racing, I remember fuel mileage racing used used to be a big thing. Not anymore with the introduction of stage racing. The strategies that go on there are taken away. I don't think a lot of people will miss stage racing if it went away. Not, I don't think one fan will. They they won't miss it. They'll just quit watching everything altogether. Yeah, and and Charlie. Because nobody's going to sit here and watch the whole race go green flag like all the races do nowadays if it wasn't for stage racing. Well, and I think that's the only reason why stage mate racing was introduced is to make it interesting. Instead of having that long green flag run, they could bunch everybody up together and cautions breed cautions. And people want some people want to watch the wrecks. Some people want to watch the accidents here, and that's all they want to do. And the stage breaks allow that. I dare say, even green white checkered in overtime allows the opportunity for that to happen more. But that's the green for white checkers, a whole another situation, which I agree with, but the stage racing away from road courses, 100% agree with. It's a step in the right direction for NASCAR. I hope they could keep it up here. And 
eventually, I maybe in 2024, realize this is this is the yeah, way we'll out. Just call it F1 NASCAR here before long. I mean, hey, I don't want my races to last five hours long. I'm tired of watching five hours long races on TV. Yeah, that's yeah. my opinion. It's like watching F1, they they get in their position and they just hold that position for the rest of the race. Yeah, and well, that that's the trade off right there. Formula One usually where you start is where you finish, depending on what kind of car, what team you're in. If you're Red Bull starting dead last, odds are you're not going to finish dead last. But if you're Mercedes up front, your odds are you're going to stay up front. But I don't think I think that's two different things we're talking about here we're talking about apples and oranges right there when you talk formula one and nascar going head to head like that to me but anything else on that we got a couple of things here your uh brian stone said stage breaks are 100 a commercialized money grab agree disagree i think i think that makes uh, yeah. it, it makes time for spot or commercials to come in here and Matt Camper, a longtime listener of the show, I personally think NASCAR could eliminate the stage breaks in general and still award points as it would make the crew chiefs use as their, as they say, their calculations. As they say their calculations. That's what I'm trying not to fudge it up here there, Matt. But, yeah, I think what Preston said, just keep the, stage, keep the stages, but keep it on your green. Say, okay, stage is over. We're on to stage two and just keep flipping laps down and not even go under costume. Cause you're right Preston. how many laps do we burn under costume? Because when the stage break ends, the laps still tick. We're moving right into the next one. We're just burning laps off the next stage. That's why I can't stand it. When they throw every week, they throw up, Hey, this is what the stage breaks are going to be. This is yep. how many laps are in each stage, but oh, we're, I mean, we're burning we right through laps. Horse just through, the though, first stage. We've, we've talked about this multiple times as far as, okay, keep stage breaks. But your, your your laps in between, like from the time you throw the end of the stage, those laps don't count until you go back green. Uh, we've, we've talked about this before, and then we, we've talked about, you know, not telling anybody stage breaks, you know, when the stages are going to end and, you know, up until the beginning of the race where, you know, that morning or whatever, as far as it's not going to be a short run, short run, long run, you know, Today, it's going to be a short run, long run, short run, or a long run, short run, short run. You know, nobody knows exactly what it's going to be until the day of. We're not going to have this. You can plan months ahead of time because you can pretty well guess what it's going to be. Yeah, I agree with everybody on that one. And I think NASCAR, like I said, NASCAR is making a step in the right direction. Hopefully, they, they'll see how good this works out here in, in 2024. We can only hope for the best when it comes to the end of stage racing, hopefully here in the world of NASCAR. It won't be long. We'll be a basketball podcast if they keep up with the whole, let's go green flag the whole race. I don't know about that one. Uh, basketball is not my game It'll right be there. just as boring. <laughs> well, touche there on that one, Charlie. Fourth thing I want to talk about here before we get into the Clash preview here, Ross Chastain's wall ride, no longer a legal move due to, quote, deemed to compromise the safety of in the event. I'm going to start off with Preston on this one. I keep starting off with Preston because he hasn't been with the show, on the show in a while, and I'm curious to hear what he wants to say. First of all, Preston, I never, I don't think we heard your reaction from that 
move that Ross Chastain made in the final lap there at Martinsville to clinch his way, to race his way, I should say, into the final four there for last season's race. What do you think of that move? Was it unsafe? Let's say that. Was it unsafe in your opinion? Uh, no, it was a bold move. I must say that much. Unsafe at another track? Yeah, maybe so. At Martinsville, I think he, I think he pulled it off. I mean, he he got it just right. Let's just put it that way. I mean, he he did everything almost perfectly because any other way would have been totally wrong. As far as NASCAR banning the move, yeah, probably a a good idea at this point. But hey, you know, at least we get to say we were around to see it happen. That is true. <laughs> you know? We got to see it happen. Now, now, your thoughts on it being banned here? Should it necessarily be banned? I mean, how many times are we going to see drivers? do this maybe at Martinsville because it's been proven to work by Ross Chastain and I don't think the I think the last thing NASCAR wants to see is everybody go up in the high line and try to just wall ride the racetrack nobody's not everybody's gonna do that but not everybody's Second gonna of all, that, that would only be happening in the last lap and right I mean, I like I said, I'm okay with it because it, it would be unsafe at other tracks, but also I don't have to hear the commentators calling the race nowadays say, oh, are they going to actually try this move this week? No. Ah, good. Quit <laughs> calling it that. Quit talking about the video game move. I'm tired great, of hearing that all day long. Great point on that. Uh, Austin, what do you think about that? Good move or bad move to ban the Chastain wall ride? I think it was a good move. I think what Chastain did was one and done. I mean, it was cool, but... You don't want to be leading the race by four car, four car lengths, and then somebody coming from fifth just put it on the wall, and then go from fifth to first to win the race. So I, th- I think it was one and done. Is out of here. Get back to racing the bottom group at Martinsville. I'd have to disagree with you. If I saw someone do that and go from fifth to first and win the race, if I kudos to you, you deserve that victory to me. But hey, to each his own, there, buddy. Uh, Charlie, what do you think? Uh, good or bad on NASCAR to ban this wall ride move that Chastain? did at Barnesville last year. Uh, before I say good or bad, you say kudos to him because you're you're sitting where all four of us are sitting right now. But if you'd have been driving a car in that race and leading that race, and like also said, you got passed from the fifth place car or something like that, you'd have been like, what the hell? But stuff like that happens at Daytona so, all the time. Like somebody could just be in the high line, get the momentum and pass someone on the final lap. Correct. So what's not, the difference? Not wall riding. Because they decided to. So I, I don't know. I thought it I thought it was great. Anyway, I think it's a good idea they, they got rid of it. I I've, I said it from the get go, you know, yeah, it worked. Uh, but I said from the very get go as soon as he done it and we talked about it the next week that we'd all be drunk. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. But I said from the very get go that that could have easily went just as bad as it did work out for him. So, yeah, it worked out, but it could have just as easily him jumped the wall, got into the fence, and it, it turned ugly real quick. We knew it was coming, so, I, you know, I don't blame NASCAR for banning that at all. Yeah, them banning that, I mean, as much fun as it was, and I can only imagine being there witnessing that with my own eyes, as much fun as, and as awesome as that was by Chastain, he sent it out there, he did it. He Right now is the only person in, that I know of in NASCAR history who took that gutsy move and made it work like that. It is a safety. Kyle Larson tried it. Kyle Larson did try it at Darlington. I was there for that race in the pits for that. Didn't work out well, as, although Kyle Larson could have taken out Denny Hamlin during that race and won the Southern 500 that year. It, it is such a, either you're for it or you're against it, and... If, it, if you're going to 
make safety the number one concern here, as I saw in a comment here from Brian. If you're going to preach safety, the wall ride is not safe, although it is spectacularly awesome and visually awesome. It is not safe whatsoever here, and and I think that's why NASCAR did it, and they made the call, and I, I don't think anybody would have tried that again unless it was Chastain, but now he can't. So we'll have to wait and see what it comes comes to for that. I don't think anybody else will try it again. Like you guys said, Martinsville is really the only track that it could work at. Maybe a New Hampshire. Maybe somebody was looking to try in a New Hampshire, but I don't think anybody will seriously go for that again. And that was all I have as far as news coming out here in the past week or so. Does anybody else have anything else? I guess not. I'm going to take that as a no here with the silence of dead air right there. Going on to the class, the Bush class from the L.A. Coliseum here, the official kickoff for the 2023 season. I'm just going to start it off like this. Who here, watching or listening or right here in our esteemed panel here, the crew, is excited that the L.A. Coliseum is going to host the clash again this year? Charlie's the only one who raised his hand. Charlie, why are you excited and happy that this is happening again? Overall, the racing there last year wasn't bad. It was good racing. It was short track racing. There was a lot of beating and banging. Racing aspect, it was good. Now, I could care less about the bull crap. You know, let's let's try to appeal to this stupid generation of people for concert and stuff like that. But overall, I enjoyed the race. I watched all of it, thought it was great. I think this year's going to be just as good. But I think where they could change it up is, yeah, you know, run it there a couple of years, run it here a couple of years, run it somewhere else a couple of years. And no one place should just be a one-and-done type place other than maybe the all-star race. I think the all-star race should be a change it up every year. Okay, so I, the racing there wasn't bad last year, and I think Preston and Austin will agree with you on that one, Charlie. But the issue is what you said there. It is the entertainment there. This year, Cypress Hill will be playing. Last year, Ice Cube played. I'm not talking bad about rap music. I've had my fair share of rap music. I like I like it to a point, but I'm not going to sit there and and and, and hope, can't wait for Cypress Hill to play. Last year, when Ice Cube was playing, the teams were working on their cars during the break, and I would much rather listen to what the drivers are thinking about this track right now. First time running here. What's it like? What are you feeling? The technical side of advice, listening to Ice Cube rap to what was in since a college party at that point at the L.A. Coliseum. Did they gain fans? Possibly. Are they going to be back this year and hopefully fill up the stands more? I expect it to be the same capacity that it was last year. But I'm curious to hear Preston and Austin on this issue. Austin, more so with you. First, starting off first, because we don't want everybody to get drunk here. What, what are your, what but your th- question was, who who is excited for it to be back at the Coliseum? So, I, you know, that's a okay. racing question. The, the, the racing was good. Now, the rest is debatable. Yeah, the rest but. is really debatable. I think that was really where I'm going. Okay, you're right. You're right, Charlie. You're, you called me out. I, I usually am, but yeah, hey, you, you know, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not here. Austin, I'm curious about you. Same question here. Are you excited to buy up the it's, L.A. It's Coliseum? a 95 to 5. I'm right. Y'all were all wrong. That's debatable. Uh, whatever. 100% debatable there, I'll say. 60% of the time, 
I'm right all the time. Oh my gosh, this guy. Austin, what do you think? You excited about the LA Coliseum hosting the Bush Classic again this year? Uh, the racing was good, but I'd be more excited if it was held at Bowman Gray. Bowman Gray is the same size as the LA Coliseum. I want to see this thing ran at Bowman Gray. I think the atmosphere would be a lot better. But as far as all the half, you know, halfway concerts, I could give a crap less about that. Put it at Bowman Gray. I think the same thing would happen at Bowman Gray. Be in the areas, and you just wouldn't see Ice Cube or some hip hop rapper or whatever. You may would see more of a pop country or country or something like that. I, I think there would still be a break halfway, just like they got it set up over there because of the type stadium Bowman Gray is. I think you're still going to appeal to a bunch of the younger generation. All right, Preston, what about you? What do you think? You excited about the L.A. Coliseum hosting the Bush Clash again this year? I'm only excited to see racing. That's it. I could care less about it. I think you hit sorry, the Sorry, ne- not sorry. I'd rather be at Daytona again. Sorry. That's yeah, if you're excited to see speaking. some racing, you should have hopped on the VRL Racing League and watched us knuckleheads right around. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we we had we didn't talk about that. We're I've talking- watched a few of those VRL races, and I must say, God almighty, I don't know who you guys are racing against. Such a boy, biased must have just learned how to race to begin with. I can tell you that. What a biased we're, we're, we're going off, we're going, we're going sorry, off topic here. I'm we're sorry, going, that was me. We're going that off topic me. here. Sorry, don't, don't talk about that. Let's save that for our final thoughts here because I didn't even bring that up during our opening segment here of the show, the VRL Racing League. I'm with Preston here. I'm excited that racing's back. I'd rather have this at Daytona. I'm a traditionalist. This this event traditionally kicked off speed weeks. Yeah, I mean, unless you're the 57 or the 63 or the or the 82 or the well, not the 82. You know, he's pretty well dead because I sent him for a ride. But rabbit hole, Charlie, rabbit hole. Charlie, stop, stop, stop. You're you're done here with that. I'm with Preston here. I'd much rather it be at Daytona. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that. This is the Bush Class used to kick off speed weeks. Not anymore. I wish it was, but. Going back to that, and the first question I have here, is the L.A. Coliseum the best to host the Clash? I mean, we've already seen the L.A. Coliseum converted into a racetrack, a NASCAR sanctioned racetrack. Austin, you brought up Bowman Gray. Brian commented that there was a plenty of other short tracks that could host this race that would be better to bring a spotlight for that, I would think that's where he was going. Daytona's always there for speed weeks. Is this the best venue? I mean, we could turn... Soldier Field into a racetrack at that point. That is, and not that it hasn't already been that in NASCAR's history. We've raced on Soldier's Field before. And now the 75 years of NASCAR history. We Lambeau Field, the Meadowlands. I mean, there are so many places where we could do this. Why L.A.? Why are we still trying to do that after when there are two tracks right there already in Auto Club Speedway and Sonoma? Why, why are we trying to target L.A. here? Or new fans, new fans. I, that's what I would think. I think I'm with you. I'm with, I, I just want, I don't, I want, I want this race to succeed, but I want it. If it's going to be one of these races, that's a rotating thing. Why always have it at the Bush class or at the LA Coliseum when you're going to spend a million dollars there, probably not make that money back. And if they do barely make it back and then tear it back down after the race is over, it sounds like kind of a waste of time to me. And, where they could do this in Wisconsin, where they only have one track in Milwaukee Mile, or maybe even Nebraska, 
bring the, bring NASCAR to Nebraska there. I'm sure there's a uh, Coliseum there, stadium there that they could race at. I'm just saying, just throwing a name out there. All right, second question here, unless you guys have anything else about the first question here, about is it the best venue? The LA Coliseum, the best venue. Take that, no. as a, take that as a no there. Thank you, Preston. What are you most looking forward to for the Bush class? Overall, last year, but more. And what I mean by that is a lot of beating and banging. I mean, they were not scared to move somebody out of the way and give them shots. So I am I want to see that, but more, especially since they've redesigned the car a little bit now as far as trying to make it safety or a little bit more safer and, you know, take a little bit more of a blow and, and not necessarily hurt the driver or anything like that. You know, I don't want the start of this season to end like the last third of last season where it seemed like people were scared to get anywhere close to each other. So, I, you know, I would like to see some intensity. I'm with you on that one. Austin, what were you going to say? Uh, same thing Charlie said, that using the bumper, moving people. Um, they they Good racing. Use the bumper, knock somebody out of the way, and I want to see Ty Gibbs get dumped. That's what I'm looking forward All to. All right. You already got your – yes, I want to see, and I wanna see Noah Gregson. Oh, I'm, I'm with Austin on this one. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie's fix is still my next set of notes. Say it because I heard you say it. Go ahead. Roll with it. <laughs> and I want to see Noah Gregson do it. Yes, sir. Number five on my notes. Number five. <laughs> uh, Preston, what do you expect? Or what was the question here? I totally forgot my own question. That here. place will go wild. Yeah, yeah, it will. What are you most looking forward to in the class here coming up here this Sunday, Preston? Uh, simple answer: cars on track. That's all I got to say. Yep, I'm, I'm looking so excited for- to see racing. I'm looking forward to. And maybe to- Ty Gibbs getting dumped. I'm looking forward to seeing cars on track as well. It's going to be. Great to watch. Cars back on track, like we all talked about. I think a lot of people can agree with we could forego the hip-hop concerts and just race and have interviews and do all that stuff, have fans maybe interact there quickly. The The venue is great, in my opinion. The acts are not, except for the cars being on track. I'm not really looking forward to that. And I guess that leads into my third and final question here. What are you guys not looking forward to for the upcoming clash this Sunday? Go ahead. We've already answered it. I think we already did, too. It's pretty much the music selection here. Just not really intuitive to NASCAR fans unless, I guess, you are there on the West Coast. And if you happen to be at the clash, let us know what you think of it because it will be an interesting race here. And that's all I got from my end as far as the upcoming Bush class here. We're going to go ahead and make our race predictions here and go ahead and tell you Sunday, February 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox. The class will be held at the L.A. Coliseum. Who's your pick to win the class at the Coliseum? Last year it was Joey Logano starting the bookend and then finishing off with a championship in 2022. But who does it this year? I'm going to start off with Austin. He hasn't talked a lot this episode, I feel. Austin, who do you think will win? I didn't I didn't pick a race prediction. That's the only thing I didn't pick. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. 
Off to a strong start in there in this new Richard Childress Racing. I, I didn't see that one. Honestly, I didn't even think about it. I didn't see that one, though. Preston. Preston, okay. Preston, who do you think will win the clash at the Coliseum? Tyler Reddick. Okay. I like that move as well. I, I feel like he kind of got excommunicated from 2311 there, or Richard Childress Racing there for Kyle Bush, and now he's at 2311. Yeah, I think Reddick kind of does to himself in a lot of ways, though, because they made that announcement way too soon. Charlie is right on that one. All right, well, fair enough there, gentlemen. So Tyler Reddick, Kyle Bush, Charlie, who do you have winning the Bush Clash here? I got Kozlowski winning it. Oh, interesting. I like that pick. I think Kozlowski and that whole... Yeah, I think he's coming back this year with a... A chip on his shoulder uh, after, you know, being docked so many points last year. And, you know, that team as a whole picked it up a lot towards the end of last year. So, I got I got the six car winning the clash. All right, the six car. I'm going to take two from that, Charlie, and go with the four of Kevin Harvick in his final season. He kicks it off with a win at the L.A. Coliseum. Kevin Harvick gets it done, in my, in my opinion, at the L.A. Coliseum in his title-sponsored race here. And, gentlemen, that will about do it unless... oh What, Charlie? Golly, Charlie. It was a bad idea to have you there. Uh, Brian, I've, I've been working on that, and it's just, you know, undoubtedly, now that Georgia Bulldogs are winning in football, <laughs> they can give a crap less about anything else. Charlie, Brian Stone was asking about uh, Charlie going around from to the bar asking what people thought, and I think that would be the worst idea so, on hey, this funny show. Story, funny story. I already okay. told Austin. <laughs> wait, 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 so, wait. I tell you what. Save that for the final thoughts here. No. I think, no? Okay. Okay. Uh, final thoughts. Okay, save, final save thoughts. it for the final thoughts here. Gentlemen, anything else for the Bush Clash coming up here shortly? Uh, coming up here this weekend. Anything else for the Bush class? Any other news that we didn't cover? Anything else to cover before we head into our final thoughts here? No, just ready to see some racing. Same here. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about a partner that has been with Ramblin' About Racing since we were called in the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast and since we were on the Unhinged Sports Network, and that is Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop for everything NASCAR, for your favorite drivers' t-shirts, hoodies, hats, die-cast, and so much more. But it isn't just NASCAR. I get my all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear from there, as well as my Washington Capitals gear there as well. One-stop shop for everything you need, any type of sport you need. Links can be found under the sponsor tab at ramblingaboutracing.com, as well as the under the podcast description and YouTube description, depending on whether you're watching or listening to Ramblin' About Racing. Head over there right now and get your favorite sports gear need for this upcoming season. One 
Final thoughts here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. I, I swear, guys, I'm trying so hard to make it sound good, but I'm going to have to go back there and redo all the audio and stuff for that. Okay. So in our final thoughts episode, kind of, our final thoughts segment is kind of a free game here. We're going to leave it up to Preston. We're going to leave it up to Preston. Do you want to hear Charlie's story real quick, or do you want to hear about VRL Racing League? Oh, I want to hear Charlie's story. <laughs> okay, Charlie, you got the floor. Charlie, go ahead and take it away, buddy. So, uh, story was definitely funny. Uh, so I got here, you know, trying to round up some people. Whatnot. Uh, <clears throat> trying to round up. That is so look, Charlie. Try, you should have seen him in Talladega, Preston. Look, trying my best. I, I really was. One of the girls that work here was like, you know, yeah, I, I like racing, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> it went down, it went downhill very quick for me. Define Oh no. Now keep oh, in mind listen, we have sponsors. Listen. listen. We I, have I sponsors. Know, it's, okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, it's not bad. There's, oh gosh. There's a reason why her beauty has her working at Twin Peaks and not her brains. Bless her heart. But <laughs> Oh no, so Charlie. She's like Oh no. Yeah, I, I pulled, you know, for Dale Jr., but you know, he just I just don't feel like he's been doing that good lately. And I'm <laughs> Y'all don't know how hard it was for me not to lose my crap. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, sweetie, he, you know, in the couple races he does for the year, you know, he don't do half bad, but, you know, he's, he's you know, been oh, doing no. pretty good late models that he's been running. And I said, now as a team owner, he's phenomenal. But yeah, you know, he just, he don't race a lot no more. And I, I tried being nice. You know, oh, she, no. She really, I, I was nice. I really was. But, you know, she just hadn't really walked back this way since then. Well. But I, I tell you, I, I, if Charlotte Herkins ever kept a straight face, I kept a straight face when she said that because it took all I could to not lose my crap. And oh, I, no. I, I started to say exactly what Brian said. Like, yeah, you know, he he really hadn't won any, any race. Wait, but he, he really hadn't been worth the crap in the Cup Series. I bet she's pulling for Cole Trickle to win the 500 this year, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I, I well, should have asked. I know, you always think I, of the good if stuff. I'd have known it, if I'd have known it, I'd have been like, so uh, do, you, do you think Charlie Herkus has a shot at winning the Daytona 500 this year? <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh oh, God. Man. And I'd have got it on the recording. Sit that, sit, sit that Come on, Charlie, man. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. you're not. No, I, you're not. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Oh, man. I, if I'd have thought about it, I'd have asked her that. And I'd have said that recording to y'all. I think he's just a field filler for right now. He he's yeah. a rookie. He he's gonna he's gonna win it one day. Oh, oh my god, that, that poor Dale Jr. Yeah, I don't know oh what it runs wrong with Dale hey, Jr. I might have been a, a, a field filler, but y'all would have heard dropping the hammer so loud over the radio it'd have been unreal. <laughs> and about five laps to go, Austin would have said pineapple. Oh, Jesus. so speaking of that, the VRL Racing League <laughs> is. It was a crap show our first season at Rambling About Racing Motorsports, or Raw Motorsports, as people like to call it. And Preston, you you were on the outside looking in. Or you you were on yeah you were on the outside looking in at us racing various races. I would say throughout the whole season, Austin had the most consistency out of all three of us. Austin, did you win any money? I won money. I won ten bucks for finishing third at Atlanta. When I got dumped. No, you didn't get dumped. Yeah, you got co- net coded. And that was after he wrecked everybody. Yes. That, 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 okay. Twice. Okay. So no, no. Once. <laughs> twice. Once. It wasn't twice. 
It, okay, Preston. I, well, here's what I want you to do. Me here's, and Austin fastest in practice, and then our teammate comes out there and just wrecks the entire field. Well, I qualified like up front, uh, Preston, and go back and watch my stream of it. I have it on YouTube, and if anybody else wants to watch the stream of it, go watch it on YouTube as well. It was like lap 12, and I'm leading the field, and I got loose off a of turn two, and I, I wrecked in front of everybody. Yep, the dynamic duo. First race back. And First race back. Yep. Like six six races. I, I, did, I did miss a few races because my – Caroline at the time was going through this Christmas concert thing, so I couldn't race on Wednesdays and watch Maury at the same time. It just couldn't happen like that. It was just one of those things where I, I, I didn't wreck the field. Everybody had a fast repair. So it wasn't one of those things where it like detrimented a lot of people's days. I just happened to be Keep in the in right mind. This was lap 12 out of like, I don't know, 100 and something laps. I think it was 100. Nah, Preston, you know me. I I want to purposely wreck the field. Preston, this is the same guy that dumped me at Daytona. No. And then hit me again. Preston, do you know about this story? And then said, I didn't hit you. You're going to owe me an apology. So I sent him to replay. do you know this story? So I sent him to replay. (laughs) my bad. Preston's just silent over there. Preston, I need to know. I need to hear. I need to hear interaction here. Do you know said, about yeah, that story? I don't. I don't remember Daytona, but okay. I do remember when Matt got you wrecked. I seen think it was at Texas. And Matt lost his crap for the entire race, <laughs> and I watched the entire stream of Matt just absolutely losing it. Oh, that was lap that was Texas. After lap yeah. after lap. <laughs> that was Texas. I'd call a caution out. And I'm texting up, him the whole time. I'm like, I'm like, hey, man. Calm down. You got to keep digging. You never know what's going to happen. It's so Matt one-sided just- with Matt. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It is. We get mad, and he's like, all right, guys. It's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. Like <laughs> one, he gets wrecked. I'm over here helping guys out. Hey, Carson's out. Shut up, Austin. I see it. I'm like, yeah. I'm just I'm trying, yeah. trying to be a teammate here. Yeah, Austin, wait a minute. Why don't, you, why don't you just go park it, Austin? No, just, I never said that. It up. I never said that. Oh, man. That is not Why what are you I, even in this league, Austin? It was funny. It was funny because literally, literally, Matt was always say to Charlie, "It's I, just a game. I, Chill I, out." I was speechless. It's just a game, game, what? game. Just, just a game, Charlie. Yeah, maybe to you. Well, let's say it like this. Then the guy got fuming, mad. Okay, like, I felt the heat. Like felt the heat <laughs> the through my it. computer. No, it wasn't that bad. There was no way it was that bad. It was pretty bad. Nah, it wasn't that bad. Shut up, Austin. I know. <laughs> You went, you went radio silent the whole race. I was pretty pissed off, okay? I, I will admit that. But I will say this. This is a family show? I, okay, thanks, Brian. You, you, you caught one of my weaknesses right there, Brian, with that one. What's funny is, towards the end of the season, I think Charlie was just... Every time Charlie got caught up in a wreck, it wasn't necessarily his fault, but it was always somehow him and being involved with it. And I always got blamed for it. And you always got blamed for it and penalized for it. Lori, who... I got the. Let me bring it up here. This, this is great. Did she send you the, the message? Oh, she sent you the apology message. She, she sent she me. Sent me the she sent me a message here. She sent me a message here, and I will read it verbatim. Matt, above is what I sent Charlie Herkes. Just wanted you to know, and I figured it was because uh, we were on the same team, and I, a team owner. Not, I didn't know. I didn't know if Charlie or if Austin got this. She doesn't know that we're all three like real good friends. She yes, said, sir, I, "I got it too." She said, "Quote and Preston, you're going to love this." This was right at the start of the year. Reflecting on the season and rewatching races, etc., 
we have decided it's probably time for you to move on from the league as of today. This is to Charlie. It seems you have had some troubles lately, and last Wednesday you seemed to implode like a neutron star. This yeah, season, then they said I spun out off a of pit road on purpose. Oh, yeah. Uh, they No, I had just <laughs> finally hooked that sequential shifter up. And I pulled what a bunch of the freaking Cup Series people did, and I accidentally downshifted. And <laughs> trust me, it whips around on you in the simulator <laughs> just like it does in real life. This season, you've had four warnings, three at-fault accidents. Then last week happened. Lap 26, 27, 46, and 47. <laughs> I don't even know where some of those come from where it appears you wrecked on purpose leaving pit road and sat for the caution no i had to freaking go back to first gear you were already upset leading to that lap due to the black flags for speeding off of pit roads which you did in fact do the first time <laughs> the second time i was already like halfway through one and two before they threw the black flag. We watched the entry and exit and had several different camera views of you speeding at the time at the line, and you gassed it every time and were speeding above race limit. I cleared all black flags as I should. In the end, we feel it's best for all involved that we part race at this time. This has been a very highly skilled field of drivers and very competitive league. We do wish you the best of luck and hope there were uh, no those hard last feelings. Two lines sound like a lie. Yeah, skill. Yeah, they, they, they were. And hope Sounds that debatable. And hope that you and hope you have no hard feelings towards us on your end. I hope right, here's, you, I hope you understand. And they didn't even let me respond before they kicked me from the Discord and everything. They probably didn't want to hear what you had to say. Well, you did in fact race one more race there. I did in fact <laughs> race another race. And Preston, I don't know if you watched this at the homestead race. Uh, that I was, was at, the most aggravating I was I was here. And I couldn't race for some reason. I didn't want to race no, for it some wasn't reason. Homestead, was it? Phoenix. Las Vegas. No, Las, not no. Vegas. Uh, I forget no, where it was. Phoenix. It was Phoenix. It was, Phoenix. Yeah. it was like the final race of the season. And Charlie said, I want to race there. It's like, well, I don't want to race there. I'm out of the championship. I don't want to race. I hate Phoenix anyway. You could race, Charlie. So he raced under my name, under my car, and all the time other than there were the commentators. There was Matt Beamer. Spinning around, and all I could think about was this sob man is just taking my. And I told, I told Charlie, do not take my name and throw it through the mud. He said, okay. And there's Charlie, he's just racking all the time. So I'm thinking, I mean, what, what's the issue here? I don't know what it was. It was funny though. What What was funny was Matt was in Discord with me. I was on the phone with Charlie with earbuds in my ear. And we were all under the assumption of Charlie, don't talk. So yes. I was calling Ch um, Charlie, Charlie, and Matt was like, "I'm my name's Matt. I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, Matt. Well, Charlie's riding around. He keys up. Oh, hey, sorry about that. It told me to go around you. I'm like, Charlie, you can't talk, dude. Needless yeah, to say, I, I, I'm surprised they didn't call me out right there on that one, but we're not racing the VRL League. Stay tuned for later. We're trying to think about maybe starting an iRacing League here. And another piece of note here. Make sure to sign up for our Fantasy League. In Rambling About Race and Fantasy League, links can be found in the podcast description below or on the YouTube description below. Make sure to sign up for that. $200 Amazon gift card because Charlie won the championship last year, and it's just going over. Smoked them, son. Yeah, you didn't really smoke us. Pretty, pretty sure I lived the whole season. You did lead the whole season. That's okay, buddy. 
Hashtag smoked. Fair enough, man. But anything else before we wrap up this first episode of Season 5 of Rambling About Racing? Austin, going to start off with you because if I start off with Preston, we all have to drink. No, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm about like the rest of us. Just ready to see cars on track and racing again. All right, Charlie, what about you there from Atlanta, Georgia? Man, looking forward to seeing you here in the next couple of weeks for my daughter's first birthday. But anything else before you we wrap it up here on this episode? I reckon that's it for me. So just going to call it a night. All right, Preston, what about you? Anything else? Before we wrap it up here, thanks for being back on this first episode. Always great to have the whole crew together. Can't wait for next episode. Preston, anything else before we wrap it up here? Is Preston awake? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm awake. Yeah, here I am. Yeah. Here I am. I'm right here. No, nothing else. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we will have the guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast on to give us our predictions for the 2023 season possibly make our playoff grid and see who will make the chase or who we expect to make the chase in 2023 should be a lot of fun those guys from blind spotting's podcast we haven't been on we haven't collaborated in a while it'd be good to see them again and with that being said we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here on this episode of rambling about racing the first episode of season five thank you so much for tuning in whether you're on your regular podcast platform burns radio or you join us live here on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We really, really do appreciate it. We are going to be going strictly to YouTube Live, so make sure to go head over to Rambling About Racing's YouTube page and subscribe there and hit that notification bell for all upcoming episodes. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, not only for Rambling About Racing, but for what they do for Belly Up Sports as well. For Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384, Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves 6, Preston Lude, P underscore Luda, I'm Matt Beamer, MBeamer22, all of those on Twitter. Stay safe and have a good rest of the week.